Nursing home workers across the Twin Cities will be voting today and tomorrow to authorize a strike. They'll join around 600 workers from seven Twin Cities nursing homes who will stage a one-day strike March 5th to protest understaffed conditions, being overworked, and paid low wages. So far, striking workers include those at St. Therese Senior Living in New Hope, the Estates Nursing Homes in Excelsior, Fridley, and Roseville, the villas at the Cedars in St. Louis Park, Serenity Humboldt in St. Paul, and the villas in Robbinsdale. Staff at these facilities say they're burning out from taking extra shifts because of staffing shortages, and they are not getting the wages or benefits they deserve. Jamie Gully is the president of SEIU Healthcare for Minnesota and Iowa. That's the union representing these nursing home workers. Travis Berth is a union member who has worked for three years at Serenity at Humboldt Nursing Home. He currently works there as a chef and has been part of the push at the Capitol to improve conditions for nursing home workers. Jamie and Travis, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, Jamie, can I start with you? That'd be fine. Thank you. Great. Can you lay out exactly what the union's demanding of these seven nursing homes? Yes, we are demanding a $25 minimum wage from the nursing home industry, as well as health care that is affordable for our families and a retirement plan for the workers uh, to look forward to when they are done with their career in nursing homes. Why a strike for just one day? What's behind that calculus? Uh, as healthcare workers, we are we are mindful of the relationship we have with the residents in these nursing homes. Uh, we take care of them day in and day out on the weekends and on holidays. And, and for many for many of us, they they feel like family. Uh, so taking uh, the ac- taking this action to go on strike, uh, even for one day, is it's a hard decision for us to make. Uh, we think it's important to make that decision, however, because of the stakes and and what's at issue. And what really is at issue here is that the conditions for workers in nursing homes have deteriorated such that we are we're working short, uh, we're we're working doubles, uh, we're we're working many days in a row. Uh, workers reporting working 20, 30 days in a row, uh, and it's just not sustainable. And so we are taking this action to highlight the conditions in nursing homes and to call for change. Uh, Travis, I know you're on the line, uh, so you're working short, many of your colleagues working doubles, maybe you're doing the same thing as a chef in the kitchen there. Tell us about what's happening in your life as a, a worker in one of the nursing homes. So, yeah, one thing we are struggling in my facility is our short staffness and just not being able to keep people enough to work with us because people do end up just quitting because of payments and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm working a cook shift, but I'm also picking up server shifts. You know, I'm just kind of all over the place doing whatever I can to help out uh, the kitchen staff and just make sure that we get the, get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, how much do you make an hour right now? Um, as of right now, for me, I make 20 bucks an hour. Okay. And the union's talking about $25 an hour. Um, how do you think that will help you and, and your colleagues? Will, will that uh, maybe... Uh, that increase perhaps attract more people to the field? Uh, for sure. Yeah, it would. Um, it would also just be able to keep people longer to work with us because right now, like servers and stuff like that are not even making 20 bucks an hour. So if we get, you know, minimum wage up to 20, 25 bucks an hour, it'd be able to keep more people in and bring more people in for us. Uh, now, Jamie, we should say that I know uh, there was a survey that was taken last fall 
um, at more than 100 nursing homes across the state, and that found that half make less than $20 per hour. I mean, what's, what's the general wage that these workers are making? That's a great question, and it is true. 49% of workers in the industry report making less than $20 an hour, and fully 80% make less than $25 an hour. Uh, we see the, the average wages for dietary workers, housekeeping staff, linen staff, the uh, very important roles, all less than $20 an hour. Uh, nursing assistants, the average is less than $21 an hour. Uh, and these just aren't wages that are going to bring people into the industry to keep, take care of our seniors. And uh, we need fundamental change so that we can recruit people and get the staff that the residents deserve. Say, so help me out here. Last session, we were covering this issue. Um, didn't get a lot of publicity, to be honest with you, but the legislature passed, I think it was $300 million in direct funding for nursing homes, $75 million. It was a lot of money for workplace incentives for bonuses and the like. Uh, there was a loan program, I believe. Is that money getting down to the workers, Jamie? It's a great question. That's uh, For many of the nursing homes, that's one-time money that's being able to be used for either wage supplements or for bonuses, uh, but it doesn't go to the core question of the bottom line. I think there is a role for the state to consider with respect to nursing home funding, but I think it's also true that many of these uh, employers are are making very, very, you know, the, the cost for a, a resident care, they're making a lot of money also. Uh, and that money is just not getting to the workers. You see the the costs increasing for uh, rent payments to the to the building, to the management fees, and to the executive salaries, but workers are always seem to be the last ones to get paid, and and we are trying to fundamentally change that and demand uh, a new deal for the nursing home workers here in Minnesota. You know, Travis, uh, my dad was in a nursing home out in uh, northern Minnesota. I remember one worker, one guy by himself uh, on shift, and he had, oh my goodness, I think he had 10 residents he was trying to deal with. I remember him, this this picture of him pushing one resident in a wheelchair down the hall, and he was dragging a, another uh, patient in a, a wheelchair behind him, and he was trying to get him to, to uh, the um, dining room, I believe, if I remember correctly. And I'm curious, you know, he just looked like he was just going back and forth trying to get these uh, residents to where they needed to go. Um, has your work environment put your safety at risk at all or residents' safety at risk at all? I mean, what are you hearing from maybe your colleagues up on the floors? Oh, I mean, I've even seen it where um, you only have like one aide per whole floor and they're trying to take care of, I want to say, maybe 30, 40 residents on the floor. And for sure, like, it's putting our health at risk. You know, people can't take care of the residents. The residents' health health are at risk. So it's, yeah, it's getting kind of dangerous. Jamie, what stories have you heard from other workers about their experiences at some of these nursing homes? Yeah, unfortunately, it's all too common for us to be working short uh, as the, the, the wages just don't pay enough to recruit new people into the industry and to retain those who do join us. So um, unfortunately, that those shortages continue. Travis, what are you hoping for uh, when it comes to the bottom line for this strike? What do you hope will happen? Um, I just hope that, you know, the wages go up, uh, we get safer working conditions, and it all just comes down to wages. We cannot keep staffing with the wages that we have. We're not going to be able to keep people. We're not going to be able to bring new uh, employees in, and which means it's just not going to be any safer for the residents. And I just hope that the wages go up so people can take care of the residents. 
I don't know. I, you're probably not able to maybe see or talk to many of the uh, nursing home residents' families. Uh, and I don't know, Jamie, if you have anything to add to this, but uh, Travis, have you heard what, are, do families understand what's going on here? And are they behind you or are they a little bit worried about this strike? I can't be 100% honest with you there because I, like you said, I'm not really able to talk to the residents' families, unfortunately. I wish I could, but I am hoping that they understand what's going on and they do back us in this strike. Jamie, have you heard anything? I uh, agree with everything Travis said. So we are not uh, enlisting you know, residents uh, into our dispute with the employers with respect to our contracts, but we are hopeful and believe that we will have the support of residents and families. Uh, they know that our working conditions are the living conditions for the people that we care for. And uh, when things go better for the nursing assistants and for the LPNs and for all the people doing the care day in and day out, that's going to result in better care for their family members and their loved ones. So it's it's going to be a one-day strike, but uh, we hope to make a big difference moving forward every day in the future. I asked Travis this question. I'll ask you this too, Jamie. Um, seven strikes at once. That is a is that what the one of the biggest job actions against nursing homes in state history? I think right. So um, bottom line here, what do you want to have happen at the end of this one day strike? Great question. And it, yesterday we announced seven nursing homes going on strike. Um, that number is up to ten nursing homes today, with seven hundred and fifty nursing homes altogether now committing to go on strike on March fifth. Uh, our hope is that our message will get out and that we'll get the support that we need to raise wages and make a difference for the caregivers. Gosh, I, I think you also mentioned in this news conference yesterday that there's this larger theme of labor groups throughout the state working together. Um, I believe unions covering nearly 15,000 workers are authorizing strike votes and actions are planned to, you have your action and there are some other things happening out there, high rents, that kind of thing. Um, all these unions are working together. Uh, has that happened before? I don't believe it has. Uh, we did notice uh, a while ago, more than a year ago, that many of us had contracts that were expiring at the same time. And so we started trying to imagine what we could accomplish if we lifted up our voices at the same time. And so it will be uh, that first week of March. Uh, I think you might see activity from other unions taking similar, making similar decisions, but uh, for nursing homes, we give a 10-day notice to our employers to make sure that there is continuity of care for the residents during our action. Um, so we're, I think, first out of the gate for getting that notice out to the public. All right. Jamie and Travis, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for having us. We've been talking to Jamie Gully, the president of SEIU Healthcare for Minnesota and Iowa. Travis Berth has been with us. He is an SEIU Healthcare Union member and a worker at the Humboldt Nursing Home. Now, we want you to know we reached out to the leaders of the nursing homes with workers striking for this story and didn't hear back with comments by the time of this interview.